are listening to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan. Let's go to the phones and joining us from Colorado Parks and Wildlife, um, he's in hatchery operations, David Carr. Good morning, David. Good morning, Terry. How are you? I'm doing great. And, you know, we're going to talk about uh, a stocking program that you do. And, you know, people understand you stock the warm water species from eggs to fry like the walleyes and the bass. And everybody's familiar with the trucks that pull up with the catchable trout. In fact, you publish a report on those so people can go catch them. But there's another type of stocking that you do that provides a really unique uh, angling opportunity here in Colorado. And that's stocking by air in high mountain lakes. Tell me about it. Yeah, I really like to highlight this program just because, like you say, I think a lot of anglers are familiar and you know, have a lot of contact, really. They they see the, the fish trucks on the boat ramps that stock the catchables. Um, but, you know, the remote stocking that occurs um, by airplane in the high mountain lakes uh, for cutthroats is something that I think not as many anglers are familiar about. And I just think it's a really cool program. Um, it's one that provides a really great angling opportunity all across the state. And um, it's just something something I think that um, needs to be brought to people's attention. Yeah, and you know, you do some conservation stocking of cutthroats. That's usually done by packing them in or, or horseback. But this is really meant to be a recreational opportunity, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. We I, I was going to say this is kind of a there, there's more to it than just airplane, but thanks for touching on that. You, we do do some um, stocking of cutthroats in remote areas by both horseback and just some people take them in uh, with a frame pack as well. But yeah, the, the recreational stocking is mostly done by airplane. Now you told me when we talked early, this is alpine and subalpine lakes, usually in an elevation about 9,000 to maybe 11,500 feet. How, yeah. how exactly is it done and how tricky of a job is it? Yeah, I mean, we have some great pilots that take this on. Um, so the the planes have sort of a, a special um, a special tank that can be loaded in a, and uh, equipped on there, and um, up to nine different um, lakes worth of fish can be put onto a tank. So um, the pilots um, at the airport hatchery staff helps load some of the small cutthroats onto the planes and the pilots are able to fly up there and uh, drop them into the lake. And then, and they have to be a very specific size, don't they? Yeah, it's kind of interesting. We've found over the years that um, fish that are too big, um, they actually don't survive the impact um, on the surface of the lake. And if the fish are too small, they actually dry out as they're falling from the airplane to the water. So we try to keep them at about one inch that seems to be sort of the sweet spot. So these are these are small fish that we're dropping into these lakes. Um, but uh, it also allows us to drop a, a pretty fair number of them in every time because they're so small. Now, I would think that because some of these lakes obviously get stocked more than once, that some of those fish end up being uh, table fare for their big brothers who were stocked a few years earlier. But, um, and, and, but they're mostly the... The food up there is bugs, I would think. So it should be a haven for fly fishermen. Yeah, I'm sure the fly fishermen do really well. Um, usually when I go, I am more of a spin fisherman. So I stick to just some very small, like, jig-type lures and occasionally a, a small spinner or spoon. 
but yeah, I mean the 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 forage basin in High Mountain Lakes it's um, maybe not as quite as robust as some of the more productive waters at lower elevations. So yeah, the the small fish that we put in, I'm sure some of them don't don't uh, grow to maturity. I'm sure some of those get uh, turned into snacks. But um, yeah, the adult fish that are living in there also foraging uh, very much on aquatic insects. How often does a lake get stocked, or do you stock different parts of the states, different time? Yeah, unfortunately, our hatcheries just don't quite have the capacity to raise enough fish to do every high mountain lake all across the state every year. There's a, I mean, there's just a ton of high elevation lakes out there. Um, so what we do is we split it. Um, we do either the uh, west or east slope, and we um, do every other year. So um, each lake is getting stocked on an every other year basis. Now, I think the main message we want to get out here, though, is if you're an, a hiker or you like to fish and hike in high mountain country, this is meant to be a recreational opportunity. Don't shy away thinking you're damaging these fisheries. You probably don't get a lot of reproduction anyway, so it's really okay to fish these lakes, isn't it? Yeah, and that's, you know, to me is, is part of the charm of it is that it's such a remote location. It's a beautiful setting. You're catching beautiful fish. Um, these are fish that don't encounter anglers nearly as often as some of the more uh, pressured fisheries in the state. So you're catching, even though they're stocked fish, they're, they have a very wild appearance to them. Um, so that's, that's a big, big part of why I, why I think it's such a great opportunity. And you're absolutely right. You know, there, there's not a lot of natural reproduction up there for, for the backpackers out there who want to go up and, and, you know, pan fry one over the campfire. It's, it's, you know, it's a great opportunity. Yeah, and I'll tell you, there's some very good books out. I know Steve Schweitzer put some books out on High Mountain Lakes in the Indian Hills area, Indian Peaks area, and on Rocky Mountain National Park. But that's the, there's just lakes like this all over the state. And if you can find one, it's probably been stocked, right? Um, yeah, as long as, you know, again, they have, to, they have to be accessible by the pilots as long as they're, they're safe to get fish into. Um, most most of the fish you're encountering, at least most of the cutthroats you're encountering in the backcountry in Colorado have been stocked, for sure. Um, maybe not so much with the brook trout. There is a fair amount of um, natural reproduction with brookies, uh, but the cutthroats definitely. Well, David, we are out of time, but I think this is an awesome program. It just provides another great recreational opportunity that's very unique. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, thanks for having me on and let me highlight this program. Oh, no problem. I think it's a great program. Thank you, David. David Carr with Colorado Parks and Wildlife. We'll take a quick time out. When we come up, we'll wrap up the first hour of Terry Wisham Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan.